Deeper pixels. Deeper pixels. Deeper pixels. Deeper pixels. Mm. That's a lot of magnets moving around in a very small space. Uh, this is not the new iPhone. This is a success. Success. It's a success because I still have it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I do want to talk a little bit about the big iPhone announcement yesterday. There are two and a half, three phones they announced. There's the iPhone 8, the iPhone 8 Plus, and then the iPhone 10 or iPhone X as it looks on paper. I want to talk about these from a photography standpoint because I think it is important. Now, obviously, Apple is not the only smartphone maker out there. This is just the huge announcement of the year. The most amazing thing to me about the advent of cell phone technology and the photography aspect of it is that has literally changed the entire landscape of the history of photography in the last 10 years. And it's literally changed it for everyone. Everyone has a camera in their pocket and therefore photography has taken on a very utilitarian purpose. You can take a picture to remember where you left your car at the airport. You can take a picture of something at the grocery store and email it to your spouse to make sure you're getting the right product. You can take pictures of the dogs and the cats and yourself at parties and the kids and you can share all this stuff on the internet. That is actually on Apple's website. I had no idea it was being so complex. For people who are serious about photography, it's added an entirely different dimension because we can now share things in the moment as it's happening across social media and people can see it. It is not the old platform of publishing anymore. There are obvious physical limitations on these things. The camera has to be extremely tiny and that's one of the things that prevents it from being optically on par with something like a DSLR, a mirrorless, or even a pocketable point and shoot. Now that's actually what makes the whole thing interesting to me because the whole notion of being able to use something that's portable and sacrificing the potential image quality of something that would be much nicer that whole sacrifice of being in the moment and being able to create content, the execution, and those things are really more important sometimes than the actual finesse around something. Now, I do want to talk about what Apple announced today because the other half of this equation is there is way more computing power in your phone than you're going to find in any camera. Now, one day this will change, and you've already seen people that have done kind of these conceptual things to try to bridge that gap a little bit. But I think this is where it gets interesting because the way we can use software and the engineering side of things to enhance the limitations of what we have with the optics, I think is where Apple's going with this. So I do want to say this. Now, Apple are not talking to a bunch of camera nerds like you and I. They are talking to consumers as a whole. So culling through, this is what I was able to compile from these specs right now. So first of all, you have the iPhone 8. So there's the 8 and the 8 Plus. The 8 is smaller, the 8 Plus is larger. The 8 Plus has dual cameras, whereas the 8 only has a single camera. Now this is what Apple are saying. The feature an all new sensor, the iPhone 8 features a more advanced 12 megapixel camera with a larger, faster sensor, a new color filter, deeper pixels, and an optical image stabilization for photos and videos. Now, deeper pixels, I've asked about 20 people. I have no idea what that means. And finally, I put it up on Twitter. A gentleman named Benoit Dupont, who spent 16 years designing image sensors was nice enough to share that typically pixel depth is referred to the amount of electrons that can store per pixel. It usually means better dynamic range as a result. Deeper pixels. Portrait mode on the iPhone 8 Plus gets even better for sharper foregrounds and more naturally blurred backgrounds because yes, using two lenses is very natural. 
Dual cameras and new facial landmarking create dynamic studio lighting effects in portrait mode. Now this is in beta and this is where I do think this gets interesting. I have not seen this. I am not in good with Apple so I don't get invited to events and so I have not actually seen any of this or had any hands on. But basically what they are doing in the keynote, they explain that these are not filters. So this is not something like an Instagram that you would statically apply to an image. So what it does is these, the, and it's in beta right now, which means they're, I guess they're still figuring it out. I guess it means like, don't blame us if it goes horribly wrong. But basically what this means is in portrait mode, you're gonna get these various modes that what the sensor will do is actually go through. And as they were saying, it's going to read the contours and the three dimensions of the face. And it's gonna be able to split that out and digitally manipulate manipulate the lighting and give you a better result in the end to doing things really crazy like even blacking out backgrounds and separating your subject entirely. We'll obviously see how well that works in the very near future, but what excites me about that are the possibilities beyond just taking selfies. I think that's got some really interesting potential to it. The intelligent Apple-designed image signal processor detects elements in the scene like people, motion, and lighting conditions to optimize your photos before you take them. It also delivers advanced pixel processing, wide color capture, faster autofocus, and better HDR photos. Also announced was the very sleek looking and very high-end iPhone 10. The iPhone 10's biggest features deal with the cosmetics of it. It has a really awesome OLED display, which means brighter colors. It's edge to edge. It features a super retina readout, so it's got a higher density to it, and it features wireless charging. The camera specs on the iPhone 10 offer, I think, something that's very interesting, but it is pretty subtle. Uh, first of all, they have slow sync flash, slow sync, slow sync flash, deeper pixels, slow sync flash. If you don't know what that is, slow sync flash combines a slow shutter speed with a short strobe pulse. It is useful in low light when you want a bright or foreground subject with a properly exposed background. That's actually a really nice thing to have for flash photography. This is not new, it's been around forever. But basically what you do is you slow down your flash sync so it allows you to expose the scene and just add proper light to your subject. Now what is interesting about iPhone 10 is this. It has a quad LED, what they call true tone flash, that's going to deliver illumination that's up to 40% more uniform, helping reduce hot spots. This is where I think cell phone technology and the fact that you've basically got a computer associated with the camera can start to do things that are very intelligent. And one of them is in the area of flash exposure, uh, color consistency, all those things. And I think it's really cool to see that addressed. Again, I've not actually played with the phone. Uh, I don't have access to one and I don't know how this operates in the real world. So I guess we'll have to wait a few more weeks to see. Video in the iPhone 10 got an upgrade as well. It now does 4K at up to 60 frames a second. And it does slow-mo if you're shooting in 1080 at up to 240 frames per second. So you get a little versatility there. Also interesting is the advanced video stabilization uses a new larger sensor and the powerful ISP to stabilize everything you're shooting. An optical image stabilization is designed to reduce motion blur and handshake in low light videos so your movies look steady even if your hand isn't. I think it's interesting that they are upgrading the image stabilization. Obviously it's very important to have. I have the iPhone 6S. This is not a new phone by any means. The image stabilization here is not bad at all. And to see them like constantly try to improving that from an optical standpoint uh, using ISP and not just digital uh, image stabilization, I think is very cool. I wanna know what you guys think. You know, when you're talking about new phones and the latest and greatest, this is a weird industry because I think Apple is the one that 10 years ago changed photography in a major way with the introduction of the first iPhone. And then followed with that, Internet, internet connectivity, deeper pixels, 
the ability to run apps, and then you have the advancements of social media and sharing, and that changed everything. And now it's a game where there are other competitors in this market that also introduce phones. There's a lot of really good options out there. From what I heard, Samsung is amazing. So is what Google's doing with their Pixel phones. There are really good camera options that you have now. Are these enough for Apple? And I would be interested to hear from you guys. I think the most significant takeaway from this whole thing is the fact that you have now, um, and I didn't go quite into this before, but in the iPhone 10, you have the sensor technology that does facial recognition for unlocking the phone. And what they're doing is they're actually using that in this selfie mode that they kind of vaguely talk about in there to create depth of field and stuff. So I'm really interesting to, interested to see where this actually goes because for me, the most interesting part of all this is the developments that we're seeing. Obviously, as I said in the beginning of this video, we are limited by the optics. They've got to be tiny because they've got to fit in something that goes in your pocket and has room for a processor and storage and all kinds of other things. And so, in the long run, you've got to come up with other solutions to address certain things. And I think the whole idea of these portrait modes where it's using uh, advanced technology to go in, look at facial contour and measure depth, that's really interesting stuff. And where that could lead beyond just doing selfies or portraits, I think is what makes this very interesting. But I would like to hear from you guys. Is this going to be something you upgrade to or is it a complete waste of time? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. My phone still works, but there are some cool things and I'm a couple generations back now, so got a month to think about it. Anyway, if you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos. Until the next one, I'll see you guys then. Later. Hey, girl, I saw you sitting wrong, don't be wasting time, I wanna...